Wicks.
Hey Chapel, have you been looking for a place to volunteer? Well, the Sunday School Outreach Committee is like the offering. It is a place where everyone can participate. So if you are free for just one day or you need to run in, volunteer real quick and then run back out, if you can give just one day of the week or you're free most days and looking for something to do, well, let me just tell you, the Outreach Committee is working on some amazing things. They're planning school supply drives, supporting the reading program, sponsoring uniform drives so our scholars can show up ready and prepared to learn. They're also working with mentoring dads to help them show up and support and role model for their children. Whether you can help out with a Thanksgiving collaboration or a Christmas celebration, there's a lot to do and we need you. The point is, we need you to join together with the Cage Chapel Community Outreach Program, and let's get some stuff done in our community. Are you ready to sign up? Well, just contact Mae Jones at 601-506-2558. You got it? Or you need it one more time. Here we go. 601-506-2558. Give her a call. She's ready to sign up some volunteers. Good morning. It's another day's journey, and I'm glad about it. Is there anybody else in this house that's glad that the Lord has blessed us to see this the fourth Sunday and final Sunday in this the month of August? We welcome those that are joining us by way of live streaming. And we will remind you that this being the fourth Sunday, we will observe communion. If you didn't get a chance to come by and get the elements, you may get a small piece of bread, a piece of cracker, and some juice, because we will celebrate the Lord's Supper at the end of this service. But we have something else to celebrate. I watched the game. Yes, congratulations to the Jackson State University Tigers. Brothers and sisters, I watched how at the middle of the fourth quarter, the sidelines started to celebrate because they knew that uh, Carolina wasn't going to be able to catch up. It was like, okay, we got it. We won. Me and my sanctified preacher's mind when that game was over, I said, wait a minute. In Christianity, the battle has already been fought. It's the fourth quarter. The devil is still playing his game. But because Jesus came, and because Jesus died for our sins, to reconnect us to the Father which is in heaven. We don't have to wait until we die 
we can celebrate right now because the game is already won. Thank God for Jesus. Yes, we magnify his holy name. Let us pray. Father God, thank you. Lord God, thank you for having mercy on us. When we had messed up and you sent your son Jesus to die for us, we say thank you. Lord God, right now we ask that you will have mercy. Have mercy on those all around us and those on foreign land that are going through changes at this time. Have mercy, Lord. We ask that you will bless us that are okay to look out for those that are going through changes. Father, help us to help them, for we know that is the charge that you have given us. We humble ourselves and ask that you will have mercy on those that are in sick rooms, those that are in the hospital. We have the bereaved all around us. Father, have mercy on those that are bereaved this morning. Remind them that you are still God, and they can look to the hill from whence cometh their help. Father, bless not just this church, but Father, we ask that you will bless churches that are open all over the world as we still proclaim the name of Jesus, as we remind the world that every knee must bow and that every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord. And Father, we will remind the world that you are never, ever going to leave us. You promised that you would never leave us nor forsake us. So now, Lord, we ask that you will bless us in this service and then bless us when we leave this place that we will carry the message with us, not to just have been listeners, but that we will be doers of your holy word. And we will forever give you all of the praise and all of the glory. And it is in the precious and matchless name of Jesus that we submit this prayer. And all of the saints said, amen. Amen. The children are coming now to give glory to our Lord.
Good morning. I am Youth Deacon Charles Simpson II. The scripture for the morning will come from Saul, the, 20, the 34th chapter, through the 1st to 8th verse. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened, and their face were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encompassed round them, and that fear him, and delivered them. Oh, taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth, trusteth in him. God's Thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for being an on-time God that walks with us and talks with us and orders our steps daily. We say a special prayer for those families that have been suffering from lost loved ones. Father, we ask to keep you, to keep them encouraged and remind you that you are our refuge and our strength and a very present help in the times of trouble. We thank you for our pastor that will be providing spoken word this morning. It inspires us to remain faithful in our works for God. I pray that we just continue to be the Christians and develop into the Christian that you designed us to be, Lord. Thank you for these other blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Can you just continue to play some of that? Yeah. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry. <laughs> My God, everything to God in prayer. Yes, Lord. Is it all right to just meditate on that for a little while? What a friend we have in Jesus. Can y'all bless us with that? What a Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not his benefits. For God is great and greatly to be praised. We are here and we're thankful that God has allowed us to gather in the house of prayer one more time. Amen. Anybody know God is blessing you right now? Anybody know God has blessed you throughout this week? Anybody grateful to be in the house of prayer? Can we just give God a great big... 
Hallelujah this morning. Come on, let's just celebrate the Lord. God is great. God is good. Come on, let's celebrate the Lord in this house. Bless your name, O oh God. We bless your name, O oh God. We hallelujah. We say hallelujah. We say glory to your name. You're so good and you're so great. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. My God, my God. Listen, while you're standing on your feet, go ahead and greet your neighbor. Fist bump them. Let them know you're glad to see them this morning. Amen. Greet your neighbor. Greet your neighbor. Greet your neighbor. If you want to fist bump them, fist bump them. Amen. Just say hello to them. Just say wave to them if you can. Wave to them. Let them know you're glad to see them this morning. To all of our Facebook friends, all of our distant members, we thank God for you joining us on this morning. We say welcome to this worship experience. Amen. Amen and amen. You feel better this morning? You feel better? Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It's Youth Sunday, y'all. It's Youth Sunday. These young people are dressed out looking good and they're sounding good. So much is happening with our youth department, youth church, and we thank God for these young people on this morning. Amen and amen. T.C. Taylor showed up. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm in church. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean... I'm. That was in my notes. Somebody put that in my notes. Can you believe that? Somebody put that in my notes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Amen. Amen. Y'all stop doing that. Y'all throwing me off. Throwing me off. Amen. Amen. Listen, listen. I want to remind you this Tuesday, this Tuesday, we're continuing in our awesome August revival series. Amen. Amen. Are you having a good time? Hallelujah, hallelujah, God be praised. These preachers are coming in and they are preaching this house crazy, amen. We thank God for them. And this, this coming Tuesday, we're ending, we're capping it off with the Reverend Dr. John Adolph out of Beaumont, Texas. If you've never heard John Adolph, you want to be here on Tuesday, amen. He is a preacher par excellence, and we're grateful that he is sharing with us on this Tuesday. If you have not been able to make it all throughout this series, make sure you make it this Tuesday. Amen. If you couldn't begin it with us, end it with us. Amen. Because it's going to be a great time in the Lord, and we thank God for this spirited series of revival services. Amen. 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 Listen, want to remind our young people, young people, you all have snow cones this afternoon, all right, all right, they're happy about it. Snow beer, snow cones with the youth director after church, the youth director and the youth team after church, amen, amen. What's your favorite flavor? I knew somebody was going to say tiger blood. I knew somebody going to say amen, amen. I don't know if they got tiger blood, but they're going to have some flavors out there, amen. So we're going to have a good time with our youth director. Uh, listen, youth retreat is back, parents. The youth retreat is back, so we need you to register. Your young people is going to take place at the end of September at Twin Lakes. That's in Florence, Mississippi. Uh, the retreat is for youth ages 12 to 18. You may sign up on the K Chapel website. Sign up is needed by September 9th. Please, by September 9th, if you want your child between the ages of 12 and 18 to participate in this year's youth retreat at Twin Lakes, we need you to sign them up by September 9th. Go to the Cade Chapel app, and you can scan the QR code that's on, your screen, on the screen now, and you'll be able to sign your child up. Amen? It's during those youth retreats that we're able to have conversations with our young people, have spiritual conversations to get them formed uh, in, the, in the ways of the Lord, to know the word of the Lord, to talk about issues that they're dealing with, talk about things that they don't want to talk about at church. 
Wish y'all would talk to me in here. To talk about things there that they don't want to talk about in church, but they need to be discussed. They need to be talked with, with people who will give them good advice and good counsel. And so it's during these retreats that we're able to get one-on-one -on -one with our young people, look them in the eye, hear their hearts, hear their concerns, hear their issues, and give them good sound advice from the word of God. So please sign your young people up ages 12 to 18 so that they can participate in this year's youth retreat that's at Twin Lakes in Florence, Mississippi. Amen. Amen. Also sign your girls up. Your girls up for Girl Power. Last week we heard the announcement from our leader, our ministry leader. Girl Power is going on. That You can sign your girls up uh, on the Cade Chapel website as well under the announcement. You may scan that QR code to get your young lady age 11 to 16 signed up for Girl Power. There are discussions that are being had with our young ladies specifically. Amen. All right, I'm going to say that again. There are conversations that we need to have with our young ladies specifically. Amen? Amen. 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 And we want to do that in girl power. I know you're thinking, well, we need to have some conversations with our young men specifically too. Amen. Don't worry. That's coming. That's coming. That's coming in short order. But right now, girl power is going on. Get your young ladies signed up. Listen, I've been talking about the youth this morning. So let me say, let me, let me, let me celebrate and ask you to help me celebrate what's going on in our youth department. I want to have all of our youth leaders to stand. Actually, youth leaders, if you will come up here. Youth leaders, if you will come up here right now. All of our youth leaders, if you will come now. Amen. Come on and celebrate them. If you don't mind, come on and celebrate our youth leaders. If you think it's easy dealing with our youth, amen. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. We thank God for all of our youth leaders going all across the country with them, amen, ministering to them right here in our church and in our community. We're grateful for this youth, this group of youth leaders who do, who do what they're asked and sometimes do what they are not asked, but know it needs to be done, amen. And so we're grateful for them. The reason I call them up is because um, it, it's a season, it's a season of celebration but it's also, yeah, it's also a season of transition. It's also a season of transition. Some years ago, uh, Brother Ken Brown stepped into the leadership position of our youth director. I don't know how many years ago that was now, amen, but I know you've seen some youth come in and through this youth department, including my own children. Amen, amen. And along with him are Valtricia Austin, uh, and Sister Terry Harris, who came in uh, to work with our young people. And now, now, they have been meeting with me. They came to me the other day and said, Pastor, it's time to transition. It's time to transition. Not, not all, not all, not all. Yay. Yeah, th this is, see, see, what we do too much of is we get in a position and stay there and think we're supposed to stay there forever. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thanks be to God that they came to me and said, listen, we, we're getting people ready, we're training them, and we're going to get them ready and move out of the way and let them come on. Amen. And so we're thankful for that kind of leadership. Amen. And so Ken met with me, and, and he has shared with me the plan for the new staff. But as they transition out, before they transition out, can you help me celebrate our current youth leaders, current youth leaders, I want y'all, those of you, hey, Ken Brown, step up to the center, amen, take, take your roses, amen, 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 
Valtricia Austin, Terry Harris, where are you, Sister Harris? Your deputy directors, amen. Sister Sharon Turner Davis, God bless you, step up there, amen. They've been doing it for a number of years. We celebrate you. We thank God for you. That's right. That's right. Amen. We celebrate you and we thank God for the work, the hard work that you have done. And they are now passing the torch. Amen. Passing the baton on to a new generation of leaders. Amen. And so I want to ask Tabitha Britton Porter if she will join Ken Brown. Amen. He is passing the baton on to Tabitha Britton Porter. Come on, somebody. Amen. Uh, Dr. Let's see. Let me see what I got here. Brittany Harris and Dr. Shreda Osborne Blackman. <laughs> Deputy directors. So Valtricia and Terry are working with them. And the good news is this. They told me this. They said, listen, we're passing the baton on, but we're going to stay on. We're going to stay around and make sure it's a good transition. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we thank God for them. Sharon Davis-Turner will remain as the youth, director, youth department executive administrator. Latrice Westbrook will be the assistant department administrator. And all who are up here will continue in their roles with Youth for Christ, with our young people, our choir directors, and all, uh, all who are serving these capacities. So again, let's celebrate the transition. Let's celebrate this season. Let's celebrate what we've done with our youth so far. God bless you. Amen. 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 We thank God for our youth. Thank God for our young people. Y'all got a big, big role to fill. Amen. But with the grace of God, with the mercy of God, I'm sure it will be done well. Listen, uh, Ken, Ken uh, while we're celebrating Ken, listen, y'all, y'all don't believe now. He looks, he looks, he looks real young. He is real young. But, but, but yesterday we celebrated, he retired, y'all. He, he retired from the Mississippi Highway Patrol. Amen. He's retired from the Mississippi Highway Patrol. Amen. Retired as Lieutenant Colonel. Lieutenant Colonel with the Mississippi Highway Patrol. Amen. We celebrated that on yesterday. Congratulations to you for 25 and three-quarter years of service. Amen. And we celebrate that as well. He retired. And I, 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 I was at the celebration yesterday, and they said, Toy, you said, you, you retired, but you're going back to work. Amen. You go back to work. So again, we salute you and celebrate God for you. God bless you. God be praised. Amen. Amen. Won't you come now? Good morning, K Chapel. Oh, wait a minute. Now that sounds a little weak. Yeah. I think we can do better than that this morning, can we? Let's try. Good morning, K Chapel. Hey, that's it, that's it. Well, it's tithes and offering time. This is the time where we all get the opportunity now to bless the Lord through our giving. Here at Cade Chapel, we do truly realize that our giving is part of God blessing the Lord. Here at Cade Chapel, there are three reasons why we give. First reason why we give as a demonstration and obedience to God's word. The second reason why we give to demonstrate our Thanksgiving to God for blessing us with all that he's provided for us. And the third reason why we give here at K. Chapel Missionary Baptist Church is simply because we want to see the kingdom of God grow through the mission and ministries that occur here, throughout our city, our state, 
our nation, and even around the world through Jay Chapel. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can give by the traditional envelope system. You can mail that in, or you can drop it off by the office. Or you also can use the K-Chapel app. Now, for those of you that with us by way of live stream, you too also can bless the Lord through your giving by utilizing the number that's on your screen. So, how much you give, and whichever way you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. God bless you. Amen. While they are coming, we do want to remind our visitors, visitors who are visiting with us, uh, that baskets will be available at the uh, entrance of exits and entrances of the doors. So if you're not giving in any one of those ways, you can drop your offering off in the basket as well. God bless you.
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this offering that is being received today as will be used for the uplifting of your kingdom. Father, we truly thank you for all, we truly thank you for all that you have provided and as we journey through the days ahead, we ask you that you prepare our journey, guide our footsteps and the Holy Spirit watch over us on every path we follow. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. Good morning, K Chapel. First Peter, second chapter, and the 24th verse says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Let us continue to pray for all of our bereaved families, the Anthony and the Holmes Williams Lee family. Brother Richard and Carol Anthony lost their grandson, little Liam Geist, age 11. The service for little Liam will be held on Saturday, September 2nd at New Jerusalem Church North Campus at 11 o'clock a.m. The family is requesting that you wear black with a touch of orange to honor little Liam. Mrs. Felicia Holmes Williams lost her grandson, Jamel Holmes, age 18. The service for Jamel is being planned for Saturday, September 2nd, here at Cade Chapel at 11 o'clock a.m. Jamel is the great-grandson of Brother Percy and Dorothy Lee. Additional arrangements will be shared when made available. We have in the hospital, nursing home, or in rehab, Brother Herman Porter, Brother Joe Lowry, and Miss Rosette, Rosemary Stuckey, Brother Charles Hodge, and Sister Wilma Jean Chaffee. We have recovering at home, Brother Larry Bingham, who had surgery earlier this month, Sister Linda McKenzie Wilson, Mrs. Annie H. Alexander, Sister Sarah Cooper, Miss Jessica Lee, Reverend Leroy Harrington, Sister Bonnie Scott, Sister Deborah Letbetter, Brother John Sanders, Brother Kavara Collins, Brother Aaron Thompson, Jr., and Brother Jerome Thompson. We have those asking for prayer that are related to members, Miss Adrienne Jeter, Mr. Melvin Scott, and Mr. Jeffrey Donald of Mableton, Georgia. We also have Miss Levence Carter, the granddaughter of Representative Alice Clark. As you travel during the week, as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and thank God each day that you can. Thank you.
Y'all do me a favor. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Young people, young people, young people, don't leave. Y'all come on, come on back in. Bring them back in. Bring them back in. Amen. And 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 what I need is we didn't. Um, I apologize, ushers. I should have had you all do this. But can you all make some room for our young people uh, to sit sit out here? I need to talk to them this morning. Amen. Can we make some room for them to sit out here? this morning. Amen. Amen. Can y'all help us do that? It, it may require some, some adults to move and shift and that kind of thing. Do y'all mind helping us do that? Can y'all help us do that? Amen. Can y'all help us do that? I apologize. I apologize. I should I, sh I should have done this beforehand, so blame that on me. Blame that on me. Amen. Young people, y'all bring, bring them to the center. Look like the center aisle is they look like they're opening up for them, so y'all bring them up here. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Gotta be where you are. Wanna be where you are. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, while they're getting situated, let me remind you that on this Tuesday... This Tuesday, there's some unfinished business. We need to go to the polls, and if you need to finish voting for your candidate of choice, we do encourage you to make sure that you go to the polls on this Tuesday uh, for the runoff elections that are taking place throughout uh, throughout the city, throughout the county, throughout the state even. Uh, so if you're in that, uh, that section where, or that those districts where there are runoffs uh, happening, make sure that you uh, make it your business to be uh, at the polls. Amen. 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 To to the Anthony's, we we bless God for you. We're praying for you. We're praying for Anthony, the Anthony family. We know this is a tough moment, difficult situation. I, I was made aware actually uh, when I spoke with them that that their grandson uh, Liam is his name, and he actually came through our daycare, uh, graduated from K Chapel's daycare uh, some years ago. And, and so we're, we're, our hearts go out to you. Uh, our prayers are with you. And we pray that God's mercy and guidance will protect you uh, even in all of this. Amen. 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 All right. Uh, 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 Mother Kerr, Mother Kerr, I need you to help me. Can you help me, Mother Kerr? Um, why don't you go back when you were a little girl? Why y'all laughing already? Y'all already laugh. Why they laughing, Mother Kerr? I don't know why they laughing. They already. Why don't you go back when you were a little girl, Mother Kerr, and think about? I, th I want your name for me. What, what did you like candy? You did like candy. What 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 were some of your favorite candies growing up as a little girl? Lollipops. Okay. Tootsie Roll, uh-huh, Lollipop and Tootsie Roll, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, Brother bro Luster, you, you, what was your candy? Baby Ruth, Baby Ruth, you like the chocolate stuff, all right, all right. Deacon Irving, what was your candy? What? Long Boy, who's in that generation? Long, long Boys, yeah, Long Boys. Some of them what is a long boy? <laughs> it's like the cowtails. Y'all remember cowtails? They're, they're like, no, nah, I don't remember cowtails, Reverend. 
Uh, any, anybody else? What, what, what was your what was your what was your candy? What? Now later, now later. Now you're in my generation. What? What? Rock candy. Oh, Brock's, Brock's. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. You ain't talking about them cigarette candies, is you? Oh, okay. All right. I get you. I get you. Sister so, so, so Clark. Yes, ma'am. Sister so Alice Clark. Payday. Payday. Payday was a candy. I, 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 will, I will admit, I will admit, I will admit, I had, I had three favorites. I had three favorites. Uh, and I, everybody else is wrong. My, my, everybody else is wrong. Here, here are the best candies, hands down. Uh, Lemonheads. Come on. Lemonheads. Lemonheads. Come on, give me some on Lemonheads. Lemonheads. All right, I'm finna hit you. I'm finna hit you. Boston baked beans. <laughs> Boston baked beans. All right. The third one, the third one I will say I got introduced to, I, I wasn't a child. I got introduced to this honestly uh, when I got married. And it has become, I know it's my wife's favorite. Where is she? Where's my wife? Where's my wife? Is she back there? Uh, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a name it for her. Chico sticks. Chico sticks. Okay. All right. Chico sticks. Chico sticks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Top three, top three hands down. Listen, I'm going somewhere with this. Let me, let me read the scripture. I'm going to read the scripture, pastor scripture from the book of Psalms. And I'm reading it from the message translation this morning, okay? Reading it from the message Bible. It reads like this from the message Bible, Psalm 34. I bless God every chance I get. My lungs expand with his praise. I live and breathe God. If things aren't going well, hear this and be happy. Join me in spreading the news together. Let's get the word out. God met me more than halfway. He freed me in my anxious fears. Look at him. Give him your warmest smile. Never hide your feelings from him. When I was desperate, I called out. And God got me out of a tight spot. God's angel sets up a circle of protection around us while we pray. Open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I, I want to talk, talk to our youth, but, but, but talk to you too about the goodness of God, the goodness, the goodness, the goodness, the goodness of God. I need, I need this mic. God bless you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. Um, let me see. Who's going to help me this morning? You got one? You, you, you come on and help me. You come on and help me. You come on and help me. What, what's your name? Madison. 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 How old are you, Madison? 16. 16 years old. I got one, two, three, four, four, three, two, 12. 12 different cups up there. Um, these are Mike and Ike's. You know Mike and Ike? All right. I can't tell you what the flavors are. All right. But you go on and pick what you think might be a favorite, that, the one that you will enjoy. Taste it and tell me what you think of that. Okay. Just pick one. Just pick one. Green, okay. 
this thing. Pretty good. Would you recommend somebody else getting it? Who would you recommend get that one? Who? Right here? Come on. Come on. Now, what's your name? Raylan. Raylan. Madison recommended the green. You want to try that one or you want to try one on your own? You want to try that one? All right, try it. You try it. You want to try another one? You want to try a different one? Blue. Well, that's good. Would you recommend either of those to anybody else? You would recommend both of them or one of them? Both of them? Okay. Who who you who who you recommend? Okay. Come on. Come on. Come on. What's your name? Morgan. 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 You got the green one and the blue one were recommended by Madison and Miss 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 Sackman here. What do you think? Hmm? Oh, you don't like that one? You don't like that one? You don't like the green one? Okay. Messed up my analogy, but that's all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. You like the blue? All right. What else? You want to pick one? You want to pick another? You don't want to pick one? You're done with them. All right. But the blue works. So the blue works. Give me one more. I'm going I'm to come to the back here. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get, let me get a young. Let, let me, ooh, y'all make it hard. See, y'all make it hard. Who, who am I pointing at? Right here. Okay, you come up. You come up. All right, so you got the blue. It's light blue. They recommended this one. You want to try that one or you want to try something on your own? You want to try something on your own? Let me try that one. Okay. What you think? It's good? All right, bless you. Make it, you want to try another one? You want to try another one? Try one more and just let me know how it is. It's good? All right. Period. Thank y'all. Get him a hand, y'all. Get him a hand. All right. So, 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 so we, we, we only got one that said, what was the green? Was the green that, that you didn't care for too much? Was the green? Okay, the green. But everything else was good. And everything else, you all were willing to say, hey, you ought to try this. And to say to, to the next person coming up, I've tasted it. It's good. You ought to give it a try. Right? All right. Scripture says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. That's what this passage is about. Psalm 34 is about someone who has tasted God's goodness and says to others, y'all ought to try them for yourself. It's good. It's good. I've, tr I've tried him, and, and I like him, and I like him so much, I'm willing to say to my friend, to my neighbor, to the person I sing with, y'all ought to try this. Let me tell you about Psalm 34, y'all, because Psalm 34 is one of those psalms that has a superscription to it. It says to us why this psalm was written and when this psalm was written. Psalm 34 has this superscription that says, and it says this, it says, it, it says, it, it says this, a psalm of David when he changed his behavior before Abimelech who drove him away and he departed. That's what David says this psalm is about, okay? Before the psalm is even written, it gives us the context for the psalm. It's a psalm written by David. 
when he changes his behavior before Abimelech, who drove him away, and he departed. You're saying, Reverend, that don't mean anything to me. That really doesn't help me with the context of this psalm. Let me help you. That superscription refers to a story that's in 1 Samuel chapter 21. In 1 Samuel chapter 21, you get the context and the background for why Psalm 34 is written. But let me help you. In order to appreciate 1 Samuel 21, you got to go back to 1 Samuel 16. 1 Samuel 16, let me give you a recap real quick. In 1 Samuel 16, David is a young boy, 15 years old. Any 15-year-olds out here? He's 15 years old. David is your age in, Psalm, in, in, in 1 Psalm uh, 16. And in 1 Psalm 16, Samuel comes to Jesse's house. Jesse is David's daddy and says, I've come here because God has told me to come and anoint the next king of Israel. Y'all remember that, don't you? And, and so he goes to Jesse and says, bring me all of your sons because I got to pick one of these sons. God has already picked one of these sons to be the next king of Israel. You know what happened. Jesse's bring, Jesse brings forth all of his sons, and, and, and he brings forth Eliab, and Eliab comes, and he's a big guy. He's strong. He, 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 looks, he looks like, he looks like uh, where Joe Redman at? Little Joe. Little Joe. Little Joe. Yeah. yeah. Stand up, Little Joe. Come on, Little Joe. Looks like him. Yeah, you know, yeah, nice physique, strong. And, and, and Samuel looks at him and says, that's got to be the king. He looks like a king. He, he, he sounds like a king. He walks like a king. And God says, yeah, not, not that one. And he goes through all of his sons. He's got seven sons. He says, not that one, not that one, not that one, not that one. Samuel says, listen, Jesse, do you have any more boys? And Jesse says, I got one more. But he's out back keeping sheep he's the baby of the bunch he ain't very big he's just 15 years old he can't be the next king Samuel says go get him let me look at it he goes and gets David and David comes up and he looks at this little boy when David comes up he is the smallest he is the youngest he's dusty he's he's rut he's red-headed and he stands before Samuel and Samuel isn't even that impressed but God says to Samuel that's the one y'all not with me yet God looks at David in a different way than Samuel does and says, that's the next king. And I need you young people to focus in on the fact that David was anointed to be the next king while he was keeping sheep. Some of y'all need to say amen to that. David was anointed to be the next king while he was keeping sheep. In other words, while he was taking care of his daily chores, chores, Samuel anointed him to become the next king of Israel. While he was taking care of his normal, everyday responsibilities, he was anointed to be the next king of Israel. While he was tended to smelly and needy and can't do nothing for themselves, sheep, he was anointed to be the next king of Israel. What are you saying, preacher? Sometimes your biggest blessing comes from you tending to the smallest matters. 
I'm really going to preach in a minute. Sometimes your biggest blessing comes from you tending to small stuff, things that you think are insignificant, things that you give no weight to, things that you think really don't matter. Sometimes your biggest blessing will come because you paid attention to the details, the small things, the basic things, the fundamental things. Let me, let me help somebody. You, 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 you want big stuff and you want people to promote you and recognize you. But God is saying, I need you to take care of some of the simple stuff. The small stuff. We want people to notice us, and so we spend a lot of time trying to do big things to get recognition and attention. And sometimes the promotion is a result of just the everyday grind. Every day you were on time, somebody saw you and took note of that. Every day you completed your assignment, somebody saw you and took note of that. Every day you were just present. Every day you just showed up. Every day you produced. Every day you kept it moving. Every day you were there. Every day, and, and that's not pretty stuff, but that's productive stuff. That's the stuff that gets you in line for the next promotion. I wish I had a witness in this house. It does not get you in the news, but it does get you noticed by those who can put you in better places and situations. Somebody watching is taking notes of your consistency and your inconsistency with the everyday things. And hear me, young people, that begins with simple stuff, simple tasks at home. Some of you want a car. Are you making your bed? See? I'm, 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 I'm just asking. I'm just asking the question. You, you want to work, but are you cleaning your room? Amen, lights. So, so, some of you teenagers and and, and you, you want a longer curfew, but are you showing yourself responsible with the time that you have? Do you get up without your parents waking you up? Are your clothes ready for the next day? Did you complete your homework? Are the dishes done? Are the floors vacuumed? Is your space organized? Come on and talk to me now. See, we want people to promote us and recognize us because we look good like Eliab and like Abinadab and like Shama, you spell good. But God is looking at those who have a heart and a spirit of David who will tend to the small matters and take care of the fundamentals and be responsible for common tasks and be faithful in serving where you are without being jaded about where you are not. David came out, y'all, watch this. He came out from tending sheep, and God said to Samuel, that's the next king, anoint him. Now, here's what you need to remember, y'all. David was anointed to be the next king at the age of 15. He didn't become king until the age of 30. Anointed at 15, ascends at 30. Anointed at 15, but assumes the throne at 30. That's a 15-year gap between his anointing and his ascension. Can you imagine how you would be acting if you knew you were next in line to be king and you had to sit on it for 15 years? 
Come on and talk to me if you can. Okay, let me, let me ask you this way. How do you live knowing that you're next? Yeah. How, how would you relate to people knowing that you're next? How would you treat people knowing you're next? H how would you talk to your peers knowing you're next? See, see, this mess with some of us because truth be told, some of us can't handle being next because our heads start to swell and we start treating people any kind of way because we know we're next y'all not talking to me in here can't nobody tell you nothing because you're next can't nobody show you nothing because you're next can't nobody teach you anything because y'all looking at me mighty funny but you know I'm telling the truth some of us have been in that same position where we have thought more of ourselves because we knew we were next and would not take the advice that was coming to us free of charge How can you deal with being next, the next big thing? What if you knew you were the next coach? You were the next principal. You were the next manager. You were the next supervisor. You were the next chair of your department. You were the next chancellor. You were the next pastor. You were the next president. You were the next big singer. You were the next big artist. You were the next big musician. You were the next big writer. You were the next big dancer. You were the next big designer. How can you, how would you handle being next? David manages his next by remaining humble in his now. David manages his next by remaining humble in his now. As far as we know, after David was anointed king of Israel, David went right back to keeping sheep. In other words, watch this. He didn't go back to his brother say, bow down. He didn't do that. He didn't go to his dad and say, dad, I need to be reassigned. Keeping sheep is not kingly business. He didn't do any of that. He went right back to keeping sheep. In other words, he remained humble. Can you handle big news and stay humble? Can God use you and show you how he's going to use you and you remain humble? My God, my God. He remains humble in his now in preparation for his next because God has a problem with proud people, people who get caught up in themselves, get caught up in their own trajectory, caught up in where God is taking them. God says, I can't deal with proud folk. Proverbs 16 and 18 says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And this will help you keep your pride issue in check. Future promise does not mean present readiness. I'm really preaching better than you talking back to me. Future promise does not mean present readiness. Future promise does not mean present readiness. In other words, there's some stuff in your future that the Lord has already ordained concerning you, but you're not ready for it right now. If God dropped it on you right now, you'd mess it up. If God dropped it on you right now, it would mess you up. If God let you do what you were ordained to do in the future, you couldn't handle it. Future 
future, future promise does not mean present readiness. There's some things you still got to go through, some things you still got to learn, some, some skills you still have to ascertain. There's some lessons you still have to learn. Just because you got a great trajectory does not mean you're there yet. So stay humble, stay committed, stay committed to the common, ordinary, fundamental tasks and assignments and see them through, see them through, see them through. So he's anointed to be king at 15. David fights with Goliath somewhere between 16 and 19. So he's still a teenager when he fights Goliath. He ascends to the throne at 30. And it's somewhere in these teenage years, somewhere in this young adult phase, when David is in the most difficult situation of all of his life. And it's in his, when he's in the most difficult situation of all of his life that he gets to taste the goodness of God. Watch this, y'all. David, David kills Goliath in battle with a slingshot. Y'all know what happened. And the text says, the Bible says, that, that, that the people started singing his praises. The women in particular started lifting up David. And Saul got jealous because they were singing David's praises rather than Saul's. You know how it is. You know how it is sometimes when somebody else gets, gets the award or somebody else wins and, and they get all of the press. And so Saul gets jealous because David is getting all of the attention. The children start mimicking David with a fake slingshot in their hand. And, and, and they start doing all these things to say David is the guy. And Saul gets upset. Saul gets mad. Saul gets jealous. Saul gets in his feelings. He cannot handle the popularity of David. And his spirit for David turned to the extent of trying to have David killed. So David went from being Saul's hero to being someone that Saul couldn't stand. Y'all watch this. David used to play his harp in order to calm Saul's spirit. And Saul got to the point where he couldn't even stand David playing his harp. He chucked his spear at David to try to kill him while he was playing Saul a song. That's how bad he hated David. Couldn't stand him. And David, watch this, y'all. David was so hated, he had to leave his own country and go to Gath. Now, you're saying, what's so bad about that? Please understand, Goliath is from Gath. David had to go to the homeland of the giant that he had just killed to try to find safety and asylum. Watch this from his own folk. Y'all not talking to me in here. He, he's he has to go to the enemy's country to try to find safety from his own kindred and kinsmen. I wish y'all would be real with me in here and recognize that sometimes it's your own folk. It's your own folk who give you the worst problems. It's your own folk that give you the worst headaches. It's your own folk that make you the maddest. It's your own folk who ought to be supporting you, who end up running. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. David said, I can't even depend on my own folk. He goes to Gath to find safety. And he gets there, and the king finds out that David is in Gath. 
David goes, the king goes and says, is that David? And the only thing that David could do to protect himself in Philistinian country, watch this, was to act like he had lost his mind. It's in the text, y'all. David started drooling and foaming at the mouth and, and hitting his head against the gate and acting like he was just a plain lunatic. Watch this. He was anointed to be the king, but he had to play the fool. I really could preach that. I really could preach that. Sometimes, sometimes you, you got to know what time it is and what you got to do in order to get out of what situation you're in and not be so caught up in where you're going that you can't deal with where you are. He played the fool in order to make sure that what God had ordained for him was going to come to pass. Ah, David, David plays the fool. And that gets him. And that's why it says when he departed, he, he, he was in, he was there, and, and he was before Abimelech, and, and, and he stayed there until he departed. That's what that superscription is about. David is running from his own, for his life from his own countrymen. And while he's on the run, he tastes of the goodness of God. Three short things and I'm done. Here's what David tastes of God's goodness. Number one, David tastes the Lord's attentiveness to hear his people's prayers. It's in the text. I'm going to show it to you over and over again. Look at verse four. I sought the Lord and he heard me. Verse six. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him. Verse 15, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. Verse 17, the righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all this. So over and over again, what David is saying is, I found out that when I was in trouble, I could call and cry out to God, and God would hear me. I tasted of God's goodness. Every time I prayed, the Lord heard me. Every time I cried, God heard me. Every time I opened my mouth, my mouth God heard me. Listen, young people, you're not too young to start praying to the Lord. You're not too young. Your prayers have meaning. Your prayers matter. Your life matters. What's on your mind matters to God. The issues you're dealing with matters to God. The problems you're facing matters to God. And all God wants you to do is talk to him about it. Bring it to him. Pray to him. And David is a testimony. David is a witness that if you try him, if you pray to him, if you call his name, David says he will hear you the way he heard me. And I'm a witness too. And they are witnesses too. We've been in some problems Problems. We've been in some situations. We've been in some troubles. We cried out to the Lord, and the Lord heard. I, I wish I had two or three witnesses. I'll make four. The Lord heard our cry. Call on his name. Tell the Lord, Lord, I need you right now. I got a bully at school. Lord, I need you right now. I got a boyfriend I want and he broke my heart. Lord, I need you right now. I got a girlfriend that won't pay me no attention. Lord, I need you right now. I got a quiz coming up. Lord, I need you right now. I need you in my heart. Hear my cry. Hear my plea. I don't know what's going on in my family. My, my family is messed up. My home is messed up. God, I don't feel good right now. Hear my cry. 
and the Lord will hear your cry. David found out about the goodness of God's attentiveness to the cries and the prayers of God's people. Number two, David tasted, tasted the Lord's ability to deliver his people out of trouble. He tasted the Lord's ability to deliver his people out of trouble. Go back again. Verse 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me. Look at the second part of that verse. And delivered me from all my fears. Can I say something about fears? Fears are things that possibly haven't happened, but that you're afraid that might happen. You're afraid that that, that thing could happen. Because you saw it happen to somebody else. Fears are things that, that have not happened, but you think have the possibility of happening. But fears are also those things that have happened that you think could happen again. And you're just afraid. Has anybody ever been afraid? Don't be super Christian right now. I need some real Christians to, to talk to these babies and let them know I've been afraid. I'm grown, but I've been afraid. I, I got children, I'm married, but I've been afraid. Yeah, there, there are some things that have come in my life, and I've been afraid. And you have too, but here's the good news. It says that the Lord delivers his people out of all their trouble. Listen, verse 6 says, this poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Verse 7, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Verse 17, the righteous cry and the Lord heareth them and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Verse 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. David says over and over again, every time I found myself in a bad situation, I was on the run from Saul. God delivered me from that. I had to fight Goliath. God delivered me from that. My own kinsmen were against me. God delivered me from that. My brothers got jealous. God delivered me from that. My own daddy forgot about me. God God delivered me from that over and over again when I was in trouble. The Lord did not leave me in the trouble by myself, but the Lord delivered me. Are there any delivered folk in this house this morning who can testify? I've been in trouble. I've had some afflictions. I've had some problems. My back has been against the wall. I did not know what I was going to do, but the Lord delivered me. The Lord opened that door. The Lord closed that door, and I got out of what I was going through. The Lord delivered delivered me David's biggest problem wasn't with Goliath it was with his own folk he said I took care of Goliath with a slingshot but I can't get my own folk to act right my own folk are out to get me. My own folk are acting funny with me. My own folk are getting me the roughest time. And David found out that in those tough, difficult times that the Lord will deliver him and you and us from them all. If you've ever been in a situation that you could not get out of, God can. If you've ever been in a predicament that you cannot manage, God can. If you've ever faced an issue that you didn't know what to do about it, God knows. I need you to understand that there is no problem, no situation that God cannot deal with. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. 
lastly, I'm done. David tastes of the Lord's goodness to provide for his people's need. Here it is. Verse 9 says, O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. There is no what? There is no what? No want. Verse 10, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not what? Want any good thing. Verse 22, the Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Over and over again, what David says is, I recognize that whatever I stood in need of while I was on run from Saul, while I was trying to stay alive, everything that I needed, God got it to me. David, watch this, y'all. Remember, what did David, what did David kill Goliath with? A slingshot. A slingshot, right? When David goes to, to the prophet and gets bread, that's around in verse uh, in, in chapter 21, I believe. He, he gets bread from the prophet. He asks the prophet, is there a sword? Because remember, he has to defend himself. He, he, he's getting ready to fight. He says, do you have a sword anywhere? And the prophet said, the only sword that's here is Goliath's sword. You remember the giant you killed? His sword is back there. And David went and got the sword of Goliath. Because why? Because God will give you what you need in unexpected ways. In order to fight your fight, in order to deal with your devil, in order to put things in place, God will give you what you need. David found that out. That there was nothing that he could want that God would not have available for him. And so he writes in Psalm 34, taste and see that the Lord is good. He experienced God's faithfulness and God's goodness in attending to the needs of his children. And David says, God's goodness is in the fact that there is nothing that I need, nothing that I have need of that God does not provide. I have want for nothing. He wrote it like this in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. That's the same David. All he's saying is there's nothing that I have need of that God does not bring to me. I don't want for anything as long as I have God. And young people, I'm through. But if you got God, if you got God on your side, God will give to you everything you need. Everything you need to make it in life, God will give it to you. Everything you need to deal with your problems, God will give it to you. Everything you need to deal with your issues, the stuff that's going on, the stuff that you talk about, the stuff that you don't talk about, God will give it to you. You'll have peace if you have God. If you have God, you have joy. If you have God, you have love. If you have God, you have happiness. If, if you have God, all of your material needs will be met. All of your emotional needs will be met. If you have God, your relational needs will be met. If you have God, your financial needs will be met. If you have God, you will want for nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He gives me everything that I need. The friends that I need, he will give to me. The people who I need, he will give to me. The information that I need, he will give to me. And stuff that you don't need. 
He has a way of getting that out of your life too. Hmm. Everything you need, he will give it to you. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not want. So, so, so the stuff that's happening with them, with you all, is stuff that's happened with us. I know you don't believe it. It doesn't look like it. Because he talking about long boys and he talking about cowtails and, and them is can those are candies. Y'all have no idea what they are. But 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 a lot of things that have happened in life that are going on with you, broken hearts. Oh, they can tell you some sob stories. I mean, they they with the one they love now. Get them in a corner and let them tell you the real of how they got there. Been some broken hearts. Been some confused minds. They, they started out working in places that did not work for them. They had to figure out, this ain't working, and I thought I wanted to be this, and it turns out I'm better doing that. Lord, have I wasted all these years? Doing something that I'm not supposed to be doing? Yeah, that's life. We figure this stuff out. But the Lord is good. So David says this, and I'm done. I will bless the Lord at all times. At all times. At all times. That, that, means, that means when life is good, I'm going to bless the Lord. That means when I'm crying, I'm going to bless the Lord. That means when my parents are getting on my nerves, I'm going to bless the Lord. That means when you're getting on your parents' nerves, you will bless the Lord. That, that means when your siblings, you and your siblings are not getting along, you will bless. When you're doing your best in school, I will bless the Lord. When you didn't get the test, the grade that you expected, I will bless the Lord. When you didn't make the team, I will bless the Lord. When you lost the game, I will bless the Lord. When you didn't get into school you were planning on, I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. And here's the thing, here's the thing, y'all. Here's the thing, y'all. Here's the thing, y'all. Here's what I didn't say. I'm going to go on and tell you this. I'm going to tell you this because we don't say this enough. We don't always get everything we pray for. We don't tell you this in Sunday school, but we don't. We don't always get everything we pray for the way we pray for it. The, we are praying people, but God does not always answer our prayers the way we pray them. Keep praying. Keep praying. Because something will happen to your prayer. The reason we don't always get what we pray for is because sometimes we're praying for the wrong stuff. And over time, we got to realize that's not what God wants for me. So keep praying. And after a while, God will show you how to pray, what to pray for, and how God has met you in your prayers. Bless you, young people.
Oh, taste and see. The Lord is good. And when you taste the Lord, you ought to share it with somebody else. You ought to share him with somebody. Your faith, share it with somebody else. What you believe, share it with somebody else. What God did for you, share it with somebody else. How God broke, brought you out, share it with somebody else. How God rescued you, share it with somebody else. How God opened doors for you, share it with somebody else. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. For God is good and greatly to be praised. Let's pray, y'all. Let's pray, y'all. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Lord, you are good. And we will sing of your goodness at all times. God bless these young people. Bless their lives as they go through what they go through, as they deal with what they deal with. Lord, be a fence around them. Keep them, guide them, protect them as they go along their way. Bless these parents, these grandparents, all who love them. Keep them in your care. And Lord, we pray that when times get tough, when moments get difficult, when we're in situations that we don't understand and cannot manage by ourselves, Lord, let us ever depend upon you. At knowing, God, that in those moments you're closer to us than ever before. When our backs are against the wall, God, that you, you can open up the wall. You can pull us through to the other side. Lord, when we're going through fires and floods, God, we're thankful that, that you can set your fence around us and your hand around us, that a hair on our head is not singed, our clothes don't smell like the fire that we've been through. And we are not burned, Lord, because you're just that good. You are good. Your mercy endures forever. And we will sing of your goodness continually, forever and always. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The doors of the church are open. If you're here this morning, if you're here this morning and you know God has been good in your life, but you've not given your heart to him, why don't you bless the Lord this morning by giving yourself to him, by opening your heart to him and saying, yes, Lord, I know you're good, and I'm going to give my life to you. I know you're good. I'm going to commit myself to you. I know you're good. You've given me what I needed. You've provided for my wants. you protected me. you kept my family. God, you're just good. And this morning, I'm saying yes to you. The doors of the church are open. Whoever you are, wherever you are, you come now. Give your life to the Lord. Give your life to Christ. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Come on and sing it together. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His Bless His holy name. Bless His name. together. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless. Bless the Lord.
Oh my soul. Oh my soul. Come on. Praise him continually. With everything you got. Open your mouth. Open your mouth and bless the Lord. And I will bless you. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Can you say he's done great things? Do you know it? Then you declare it. He's done great things. He has done. He has done great things. Has he done anything great in your life? He, he has done great things. He's done great things. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy, holy name. My God, bless his holy name. Come on, lift it up one more time. Bless the Lord. Sing it like you mean it. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. I will bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Oh, my soul. Come on, with everything you got. tasted of God's goodness <laughs> nothing can compare nothing can compare to the goodness of God church used to sing he's sweet I know he's sweet I know storm clouds may storm winds may but I'll tell the world wherever I, I found her, and he's so sweet, I know. Mm. My God, my God, my God, my God. This morning we celebrate communion, having tasted of his goodness. Jesus invited those who would follow him and those who would believe in him, those who would become disciples, that they would do one important, crucial thing, that they would eat of his body and drink of his blood. And in so doing, they too would taste and see that the Lord is good. In eating of this bread and drinking of this cup, we remember the sacrifice. We remember the death. We remember all that God did in giving us his only begotten son. A son who died on Calvary's cross so that we might be saved. Now, dying on a cross, that was no candy-coated blessing. That was, that was no cheap gift. That was nothing you could buy at a convenience store and place in cups with 
pretty colors before you, but, but that was a grotesque sight. A rugged tree painted with human blood. It was a grotesque sight. And yet, with how gory it was, there was this glorious resolution by him giving his body and blood to that cross he opened up the door for us that we might be saved and that's the sweet resolution of Calvary's cross and so we do this in remembrance of what Jesus did at Calvary have all been served? Is anyone in need of elements? And he took bread, break it and blessed it and said, take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Likewise, after the same manner, he took the cup and blessed it, saying, This is the blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of sin. As often as we do this, we do show forth his death and suffering until he comes again. Let us drink together. When they finished, they sung a hymn and went out into the Mount of Olives. What a sweet communion of his Holy Spirit. Rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Mm -hmm.